Get to Old Navy one day only, Saturday. Summer's hottest dresses are on sale, just 10 bucks for women, 8 bucks for girls. Plus, save even more when you redeem your super cash through Sunday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Hurry in, valid 6-8, select styles only. Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, a show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And thank you, loyal listeners, for bearing with me as RDR has settled into what uh, I can call charitably an intermittent at best routine. Uh, for many years, we were being super religious about getting weekly shows out. Um, that has gone off the rails a little bit in recent months, as you may have noticed. I have gotten some pretty awesome audio drama production opportunities to work on. Um, so that's been very good and hopefully good for you, though uh, the downshot is that RDR is a little bit more intermittent. Um, the show I can tell you about, uh, there's another show I can't tell you about till a little bit longer down the road, but I am now working on The Cleansed Season 3, the uh, final season of my post-apocalyptic uh, audio saga went into production the last week of April. This year should wrap by mid-June. I hope to have the first episode out by Halloween. Uh, so I can assure you, you will hear uh, that work on Radio Drum Revival here first before anywhere else. And I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, we have a great story. Uh, production techniques have uh, really cranked up a notch and a wonderful cast as well. Um, it's going to be quite something special. So uh, keep your ears open for that. Um, in the meantime, plenty of great stuff has been coming down my plate. Uh, more, uh, really honestly, more great shows uh, getting in my inbox and I can possibly feature here. But uh, we're going to do our best. Uh, and a big thanks to David Reinstrom uh, last week or the week before for his lovely remembrance of Stan Freeberg. Uh, well done, David. Um, and thank you for, for doing that and uh, remembering Stan. A little tip of my hat here. Certainly a huge uh, influence on uh, all many forward generations of audio dramatists. Um, yeah, so onward to today's story. Um, this is the John Keck and the Theater in the Dark Productions. Uh, John and I have been in touch for I guess maybe two years now. Um, started with I actually sold him one of my old uh, Marantz recorders, and we ended up trading emails about uh, how you'd use such a recorder to record audio drama, um, the craft, field recording, stuff like that. Um, flash forward to today, uh, John's Theater in the Dark Productions has about a half dozen productions under its belt and several more in the pipeline. He's got this time-traveling assassin saga, the Sheila Chronicles, this melancholy retrospective uh, called The Last Days, and then the work we're going to hear today, The Night I Met Confusion, a contemporary drama with a supernatural, almost mythic element where a man meets the personification of temptation in a bar. Not your average uh, guy walks into a bar joke here, uh, something a little bit more fun uh, and uh, d dialogue-driven piece. So uh, much of John's work has been recorded on location, um, so that certainly helps. Um, he's still working on, I'd say, fleshing out his production chops, um, but I'm really impressed with these early efforts. You know, nice sound and music pulls it all together. Uh, here we go with The Night I Met Confusion, uh, parts one and two. Hey, how's it going tonight? Typical for a Friday night. You? Uh, just looking to shake off the weekend. Uh, who's playing tonight? Uh, the Out of Favor Boys, I think. Joe playing with them tonight? No, I haven't seen Joe tonight. I did see David come in. I noticed he had his case with him. 
he's good friends with the band. Uh, of course, he's good friends with all the blues players around here. That he is. What can I get for you? You got any of that uh, Boston lager left? Yeah, we do. Short or tall? Yeah, let's start out with a short. Coming right up. Here you go. If you need anything else, let me know. I'm Sheila. You've had a hard day. You deserve to drink as much as you want tonight. Don't worry. Nothing will happen if you do. Who the hell are you? What? You can see me? Well, of course I can. How is it you do that thing where you're at one part of the room and then you're somewhere else? You can't be seeing me. No one can see me. Who the hell are you? What's with your eyes? What are you exactly? Do you have permission to be here? What do you mean permission? I don't need permission to come to a bar. Who are you? I'm Confusion. Uh, that's kind of a funny name, don't you think? It's not a name. It's who I am. What do you mean? How can you be a, a state of mind? I am one of many in this world. Some would call us Legion. Some refuse to believe we exist. Either way, believe me when I say I am the spiritual embodiment of this state of mind you speak of. But even if that were true, why would you want to be the cause of chaos in people's lives? It's a long story. But in life, I made choices that led me to this end. Actually, what I do can be fun with the right people. I've learned over the years to take pleasure with what I do. What kind of people? Weak people. People that have no spiritual foundation in their life. They're the easy ones to pick off. That's why I spend most of my time in the bars. What's different about a bar? Look at the people around you. Most of the reasoning power these people have has long ago disappeared. Alcohol does that. With a few helpful suggestions from me, I can make their lives much worse. But why would you want to do that to someone? I mean, isn't life bad enough? People here make their life what it is. It's as if they invite us into their lives with open arms. Wait, what do you mean, us? Look in the corner over there. Tell me what you see. Well, there, there's something there. It, it looks like a woman's shape, but she's hard for me to make out. Well, it appears your special vision has some limitations. Well, who is she? She's my helper. She's very useful to me. But, but who is she? You would see her as... Lust, but she has many names. She's everything a man dreams of in the darkest places in his mind. She can see all a person desires, and she will exploit it in any way she can. Well, I can see why you two would work well together. <laughs> She's one of my best friends. We're never apart. So much can be accomplished when we use our talents together. I can only imagine the destruction the two of you can cause. These people embrace everything we tell them as truth. They never question our words. Often, all we have to do is give a gentle push. You see that woman sitting at the bar? Yeah. How could you not notice, right? <laughs> 
Well, the two guys close to her are also very aware of her. She's making my job very easy tonight. Yeah, how so? Just listen. Open your mind. Hear their thoughts. Whoa. I see what you mean. I don't have to hardly do anything to push this situation over the edge. I'm going to let the two guys get worked up just a little more. Lust is telling them things they want to hear. A couple of more drinks and I'm going to have the young woman reach over and ask the older guy for the bowl of nuts. I'll just suggest how much fun it would be for her to tease him a bit with a lingering touch as his eyes will look at what's not his to see. She'll make sure he has that chance. I'll probably have her smile at the guy's wife like she could take him anytime she wanted. I'll give her a bit of thrill at this. <laughs> I'll have those two guys fighting before the night is out. The wife of the older guy will be leaving shortly before that. She's already had enough of this foolishness. There's history there. This will be the night their marriage fails. And you enjoy causing this? I wish I could take credit for this, but with these guys, all I have to do is just give a gentle push. It doesn't seem right taking credit for the destruction this night will cause them. But yeah, I get a certain pleasure out of it. Most of what you see they're causing for themselves. Remember, a person can always say no to what we suggest. We can't make them do anything they don't want to. It's just down deep. They really do want to do all the things we suggest. The drinking just lowers their ability to reason, as they should. It's like... Leading a sheep to the slaughter. <laughs> wait, wait, it, is everyone that easy? No. Like you, for instance. You've had a hard day, but your mind is clear. You're just looking for some peace and a place to unwind. I can sense your thoughts, and there's nothing much to work with. I'll still try and influence you, but I really wasn't going to waste much time with you. What's different about me? There's a difference between someone that's just had a hard day and someone that wants a hard day. I can feel the happiness in your heart. It shows with everything your life is about. Not to say I couldn't cast some bad ideas in your head, but they don't work as well where you're at in life. Was it you that suggested to me how attractive the bartender was? <laughs> that was actually Lust's idea. She knows your weaknesses. She knows the bartenders as well. The bartender has low self-esteem and gets her sense of self-worth over men seeing her as beautiful. With men, it's an easy attraction. From there, much can be accomplished. Those types of interactions can take a bit of time before someone makes a bad decision that will change their life. But those are the ones I live for. Why? They've taken so long to act on their thoughts and desires. It may take even years. But one day there will be a gentle push from me, and both in question will tumble like a house of cards. They'll lose everything important to them, but will be so blind to their actions, confused if you will, that they'll never even realize how much they've lost in their lives. Of course, at some point we'll allow them to see what their lives are all about. Many at this point will fall into depression. Some even feel guilt to the point of suicide. The master likes it when we're able to bring someone to that point. We are greatly rewarded when that happens. Why is that? After death, there's no turning back. The deal is done, and whatever decisions a person has made in life, those will be the ones that determine where and what will happen to them in the afterlife. 
I can't imagine that would be pleasant or, or anything someone would want. It's not. When the Bible talks of weeping and gnashing of teeth, I only wish it was that nice. And you get pleasure from this? Remember, no one has to do the things I suggest. But to answer your question, I do get a certain pleasure from all I do. But I didn't look at the bartender. I, I turned away. It's not that I don't enjoy the sight of a beautiful woman, but she's just not mine to look at. I noticed you diverted your attention. Not many men do. We were a bit disappointed when you made the choice not to look. That stripped us of much of our influence over you tonight. And then you saw me. I'm not sure how that's even permissible for a human. So, looking at the room, who's your next target? That's easy. The drummer is on his sixth bourbon and coke. The bartender has been mixing them strong. I had her do that. She thinks she's doing it because she likes him. I'm the one that actually told her that. I noticed the drummer is having a bit of a problem tonight. He couldn't find the downbeat if it hit him in the face. He's in a cloud right now. See his eyes? Yes. Unlike you, he's noticing the women around him tonight. He's thinking about them. Lust has gotten far with him tonight. I told him that was okay. I told him women like that. His mind is an open door right now. It's almost too easy. He likes that blonde out on the dance floor. Yes. Y yes, I, I can hear his thoughts. It My God. I know. <laughs> Lust put those there. She's very good at what she does. The drummer could refuse those thoughts, you know. But he really doesn't want to. He finds too much pleasure in them. What you don't know is that the blonde's husband is a drummer, and he wants to ask the band if he could sit in. The band will agree to this, as Jerome isn't playing very well tonight. What? And, and that will leave the blonde out on the dance floor alone. Right. You're getting the hang of how this works. What do you want to bet? I'll suggest to Jerome that she wants nothing more than to dance with him. I'm thinking you'll be suggesting some slow dancing. I'm thinking bump and grind. No need to take our time with this one. <laughs> I'll keep Jerome confused about his behavior. Lust will do the rest. And notice she stays in the shadows. She never shows herself much. That's her way. She's always watching, always looking for that opportunity. She's been at this a lot longer than I have. You're going to cause a fight, you know. I mean, if Jerome acts out as you suggested to him, <laughs> it won't be good. Only if I do this right, and believe me, I will. I've been working on Jerome for some time now. I hope to make the master happy when it's time for his soul to be taken. He's close to hitting bottom and soon will give him clarity at what his life really is. That will be a sad moment for him to realize. But you're right. The band will be thrown out of here. The guy and his wife will be at odds with each other. Jerome might lose his chance to play with the band. The situation will have a domino effect. I'll get some serious mileage out of it. I love it when things fall together like this. I couldn't ask for better. And I have a feeling you'll be there to help things along. Oh, yes. I'll be following them around, just dropping some thoughts for their minds to consider. Just little thoughts that, if allowed, will grow and cause even more confusion in their lives. Fridays are always good for business. I can imagine. Yes, I actually do that, too. What? You were wondering if I caused the office affairs you see in your building. 
Business offices are a target-rich environment. What? How so? <laughs> well, let's see. You have a bunch of adults, in many cases bored with their lives, not really liking their jobs, sometimes looking for something they think they've lost, but in many ways, not sure what that something is. Mm, I see that where I work. Not from everyone, but from some. Okay. Take that and then add an attractive woman who maybe isn't happy with her husband. Hmm. Close proximity. Mutual interest in a project. It'll be quite innocent at first. The brush of a hand. A lingering touch. Like I said, sometimes these situations can take years. But in taking years, in letting things happen so gradually, it allows the confusion of their minds to seem like the truth they've always wanted. Once that happens, it's pretty much a done deal. They won't be able to turn back. In fact, they won't want to. I had a guy tell me one time that his wife wasn't allowing him to be the man God wanted him to be. Oh, that's good. Religion is always an effective tool when you can combine it with personal desire. Are they still together? It's surprisingly, yes. I can see your thoughts. I think I know this one. Did he get a settlement for an injury? Well, yes, actually he did. He got it, too. It was quite a big settlement, if I remember. But he's well enough to do most anything he wants to, right? <laughs> I told him he deserved that money. I told him after all he had done for the company, they owed it to him. And then he spent it all. Now his family struggles and always will. He's been living with chaos so long he doesn't even recognize it. He thinks he's happy. But don't worry. I always tell him it's not his fault. It's someone else's. He wants to believe this. He needs to believe this. If he doesn't, the image of his life will become clear, and there he will be, a 50-year-old man who realizes what a joke he is to those around him. So you'll just keep talking, and he just keeps listening? And the happier he'll be. At least he'll think he's happy. Like I said, I am confusion. Are you a... A demon? You know the answer to that already. What is your gut telling you? I confuse people. I destroy their lives. I tease people with temptation. I exploit their weaknesses beyond their ability to resist. What do you think I am? I think you're in service with one that desires to destroy everything that is good in this world. As your eyes have been opened tonight to all around you, I sense my power over you will never be as it was. You are self-aware of what is, even though you can't always see it. You've been given a great gift tonight, you know. Actually, I, I do realize. Well, if you don't mind, I think Jerome needs to hear how another bourbon and coke will make his playing better. It was interesting meeting you. Will we see each other again? I don't know. But know I'll always be there telling you what you want to hear. My master wouldn't have it any other way. Hmm. I'll be ready. Thanks for joining us for our first episode of The Night I Met Confusion. The Night I Met Confusion was written and produced by John Keck. Derek was played by Roger Henderson. Confusion was played by Renee Moore. The Doorman was played by Howard Emmond. And the Bartender was played by Chelsea Seaman. The Night I Met Confusion has been a Theater in the Dark production.
How's it going? Can I get you something? Yeah, I need something. It's been a long day. Anything uh, really dark? Well, we got a couple of new beers in from the Dark Horse and Marshall. There's a raspberry ale I really like. Sounds great. You look a little down. What's happening in your life today? Well, I'm alone for the first time in many years. It's just me now. I'm afraid I'm not handling it too well. The funeral today? Yep. Oh, I think I'll be okay. I just need some time to think. Funerals are just so weird. Everyone tries to say the right thing that all comes out wrong. I figured no one's going to find me here. Tell you what. Let me bring you one, and I'll let you have some downtime. Draft or bottle? Draft, please. Coming right up. This one's on me. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Well, here you go. Let me know if I can get you anything. Hey, stranger. I wondered if I might find you here. You, uh, you know I can see you, right? Yeah. The color in your eyes is pretty amazing, actually. I remember it from last time. The one person in the world that can see me. You're not here to try and mess with me today, are you? I am really not in the mood. It's been a rough day, hasn't it? In so many ways. Well, to be honest with you, we're not here to bother you today. We've been told you're off-limits. By who? You know, it's interesting that you can see some things, but not all things. You can see us, but the others in the room are still invisible to you. They're much stronger than we are. They always have been. They're beings that we can't disobey. At least, not if we know what's good for us. For the most part, they let things play out as they may. But today, we have been given strong direction that you're off-limits. So, you thought you'd just come by and say hi? Something like that. I don't know if this helps or not, but the Master hasn't received any new arrivals from your family this week. I thought you might find some comfort in that. Actually, that that means quite a lot. You always think you know where someone's heart is, but in reality, you, you never do. I hope to see her someday. If you keep living life as you have been, you will. We'll still try to screw with you once in a while, but there are much easier ones to keep me entertained at this point. So, quantity versus quality? Time is short for those like me in this world, and there are so many that beg for our attention. How soon is this end you talk about? Well, for you, actually you won't live to see it. But for us, time is a much different thing. Hmm. Is it like the Bible talks about, where a, a day is like a thousand years and a, and a thousand years is like a day? Actually, it's very much like that. I know that's a hard concept for someone in a physical world to understand, but in the spiritual realm, it's only too real. I'm curious. If you were allowed to, how would you have messed with me today? Oh, that's easy. When someone is experiencing grief for a loved one, their mind isn't thinking straight. All I would have to do is just increase your doubts, expand on the concepts you're dealing with. For instance, 
oh, one tool that usually works is the guilt felt by the idea of, did I do enough for the person? Or did I make the right decision? Things like that. Sometimes I can use the idea of a sinful life being the cause of the death and the idea of, if I had lived my life differently, would this have happened? People are pretty mixed up during this time. Depending on where they are, I can undo a lifetime of a life lived with a Christian insight with a single suggestion. Just letting something like that fester a bit and you would be surprised. Some come out of it. Some never do. But you're not allowed to bother me. Why? You have the protection of the Holy Spirit. He lives within you in a real way. Because of that, you're being protected from us today. There are also many praying for you right now, and sadly for us, they're praying for the right things. Like what? People are praying you will understand this whole thing more clearly, that you will recognize your loved one is in a special place, and that instead of being sad, you should be happy in the idea of that person's homecoming and the glory they're a part of. One was praying that you would actually be able to glimpse this in a way you could understand. I can see by your face you've seen this, haven't you? Well, I I had a dream where she was walking into a beautiful place, and, and many of our family were there to greet her. They looked different to me in some ways, but I knew who they were. It was a wonderful thing to see, but even more than that, there was a feeling of, of love like I've never felt. It was overwhelming. I was glad she could be there. With that understanding, that realization, it's almost impossible for me to screw with your mind. You've seen a wonderful vision, a true vision. And yet, you're here. <laughs> well, you're kind of special. You're one of the few that can see me and you always ask interesting questions. I enjoy our conversations. I don't get to talk much with people and have them talk back. What do my protectors think of this? They find your curiosity in what we are, shall we say, interesting. They also know you'll use the knowledge I've given you to increase your awareness of the things around you. They know it'll make you a better person. You know I have to ask, aren't you afraid of your final resting place? I mean, if I were you, I would feel very lost and, and afraid of what awaited me. Feelings of regret? Feelings of what should have been? Rethinking the decisions that led me here? I think about those most of all. They cause me pain. A kind of anguish. Like a weeping and gnashing of teeth that's talked about in the Bible. Very much like that. Did you know in life I was raised in a church? Really? Yes, but it was a church that was very confused about things. Sometimes the organized church can be the most effective tool used by my master. So I imagine you spend as much time there now as, as you did in life. Even more so. What's interesting for me is that in some of the churches I visit, I hear things preached that if I had heard in my life, my path would have gone a different direction. That's hard for me. At this point, it's too late. It's a hard realization to be hit with. What kind of church did you go to? It was a Seventh-day Adventist church. Well, 
But that's not a bad church, is it? I mean, I have some friends that go there. They seem nice enough. Yeah, it's a very selective religion. They're very strict on their diet and what they will allow. Yeah, well, I've heard that one, I guess. I had someone try and convert me in the, in the salad bar one time. I was trying to be pleasant, but she just wouldn't let up. I finally just left her there. I didn't want to be rude. There's not much gray area in their beliefs. Well, that's too bad that happened. It's one of the reasons the master thought I would be good at confusing people. He knows the anger I feel towards the people that did this to me. It is my mission to be the undoing of those that would pervert the church to their own desires. I'm sorry to hear that. It always makes me feel sad when the church fails and allows a person to slip away. It's the reason I am what I am. Coming to my final place, I was filled with a sadness and despair. There was an anguish in my soul I can't describe. All around me I saw an ugliness beyond anything I could have ever imagined. It was the horror of my reality. But after a while, I came to see the place differently. I was greeted by those much greater than I. They saw a potential in me that interested them. They trained me to see things in a different way, to harness that anger and frustration and use it for the good of the Master. It will be my destiny till the final judgment. It is what I am and what I will always be. It grieves me to hear you say those things. Did you have a confusion spirit working on you? Oh, yes. She took her time with me. I was one of those assignments that took years for her. But when I finally began to consider the truth she was speaking, the framework was laid, and I welcomed her with open arms in everything she told me. The master was very pleased with her efforts. I don't see much of her anymore. She went to another place reserved for those more evil than I. How can you refer to the things she told you as, as truths? In our world, truth is relative. All truth is relative. In the place that I came from, the place the Master rules over, all truth is relative. It is one of our most important teachings to the world which you call home. Can you see the result as you look around? I do, actually. Of course you do. The Bible, these precious scriptures you hold so dear, they are a most powerful example of this concept. But the scriptures only hold one truth, that which the author was trying to get across. <laughs> you talk as one who studies the truth talked of, the truth the authors were trying to portray. But to those who don't study as you do, can you not see how we could twist the words of so many passages in such a way that any truth could be realized? It's almost too easy. Yes, I... I can see how meanings could be twisted. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You were thinking about that guy in your biblical studies class. The one that thought Jesus had studied the philosophies of Buddha. That was classic. But he had no basis on which to draw that from. Why, sure he did. Or at least we told him he did. We just took some scriptures that seemed to kind of talk like that and got him thinking about them. And then he, he spilled all that garbage in our class for everyone to hear. Exactly. For all to hear and to consider. After all, we really don't know what Jesus was doing in his younger years. 
Wouldn't it be fun to consider he got his thinking from some other philosophies? Something that seems so cool to those of your world today? What fun to consider something else. It only takes a seed for the damage to be done. I feel your anger at my words. That's good. Anger is a strong emotion. With your grief, do you now see how I could have twisted even your thoughts today? I only tell you this as those you cannot see have directed I do so. They want you to be aware that even someone like you is not beyond my grasp. Never underestimate my abilities or those like me. A prize such as yourself would greatly please my master. I would be rewarded handsomely. And you would do that to me too, wouldn't you? It's who I am. It's what I do. It's what I will always do and must do for my master. I feel sorry for you. I wish I could have known you in life. I, I wish sincerely I could have talked to you. I need to go. I'm being called away. Where must you go? Those around you, those watching over you, have instructed me my time here with you is coming to an end. They sense I'm taxing you beyond your limits to bear. And you meant to as well, didn't you? Yes. But they have warned me and I must leave if I don't want to feel their wrath. What could they do to one such as you? All they would have to do is let me see them in all their glory. It would burn my very being to whatever soul I have left. I've seen a few from my world test the ones that guard over others. They burned as I had never seen anything before. They burned to the point of no return. Did you ever see them again? No. I will pray for you, or well, more to the point, pray that you should be bound by the Spirit of Christ, of who all things must obey. I am sorry for your loss today, Derek. But no, I'll always be waiting for you, always looking for that opportunity. Thanks for joining us for our second episode of The Night I Met Confusion. The Day of the Funeral was written and produced by John Keck. Derek was played by Roger Henderson. Confusion was played by Renee Moore. The bartender was played by Chelsea Seaman. The music was provided by the Daniel Z Trio. The Night I Met Confusion, The Day of the Funeral, has been a Theater in the Dark production. And that was John Keck's The Night I Met Confusion, Parts 1 and 2. Hear more of the Theater in the Dark's work at theaterinthedarkproductions.com. That's theater, R-E, in the dark, productions.com. And as I mentioned, there is the time-traveling assassin, Sheila Chronicles, and an end-of-life retrospective story, Last Days, for you to enjoy there and more works. Of course, you can also check out radiodramarevival.com, over 300 hours of original audio drama programming there, deep archives, as well as on our app, search Radio Drama Revival on the iTunes App Store or Google Play Market. You can learn more about the latest in audio drama news by following us on Twitter, hit up at Radio Drama, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodramarevival, or find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Again, just look for Radio Drama Revival. Note that we do have way more episodes that are in the iTunes feed. Uh, if you go to Radio Drama Revival and hit the Mondo Archives page, it's probably the best way to get it. A few listeners have asked how to get deeper access to archives. Um, I'm willing to zip that for people and, and send them a huge 
uh, your multi-gigabyte uh, zip file of all of uh, archives of Radio Drum Revival, um, drop me an email directly, fred at radiodrumrevival.com if you want that to happen uh, and see what I can do for you. Um, that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Our submissions editor is Monique Boudreau of Oral Stage Studios. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drum Revival is a production of Radio Drum Revival LLC and is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk i know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group mad harmony but you will bounce back i mean you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the name your price tool it should be you giving me the pep talk now get out there hit that high note and take mad harmony all the way to nationals this year sorry it's pitchy Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.